Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and each week I'm bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. We'll be talking mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more, so you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalangton.com, where you can join my newsletter, or you can book a call with me so that we can have a chat about how to get this coaching to work for you in a really personalised way. You can find all the details of how to contact me in the show notes. So this week I want to talk to you about stress in the workplace. Now, as you may well know, you've been listening to me for a while. I work with business leaders and entrepreneurs, but I also go into businesses as well. So when I talk about the workplace, I'm talking about your workplace. So that might be your office at home. It might be your kitchen table. It might be the office in a big environment. But while some workplace stress is normal, excessive stress can interfere with your productivity and your performance. It can impact on physical and emotional health. It can affect your relationships and even your home life. As a lot of my clients find out, that was sometimes the reason that they come to me. It can even determine the success or failure of you on your job or in your job. So many employees are reluctant to talk about stress at work because we still have this old kind of um, stigma about struggles and about mental health um people don't want to be seen as weak and that's not me saying that that I've had clients come to me and say that you know they don't want to admit that they're struggling because they think they'll be kind of penalized you know or um looked at a bit differently or that it'll affect their chances of getting a different job moving out of the job that's causing them the problem or affect their chances of promotion or they might find They might think that it's going to affect who's going to work with them. But the thing is that stress is not a weakness and it can affect anybody at any level of work, any age, any level of organisation. And it's going to affect all of us at some point or other. It's then just how much it affects us and what we do about it. I think the important thing is that if you've got staff that as an employer, you take steps to tackle that work-related stress at its cause so that you have a workplace, an organisation that encourages staff to be able to share information or seek help at the earliest opportunity if they begin to experience stress. Because the reality is, again, you can't control everything in the work environment. So whether that's you that's experiencing the stress or whether you've got, you know, staff or colleagues, even friends, people in your family that experience stress, then you're not going to be able to control all of it. But what that doesn't mean is that, you know, it doesn't mean that everybody's powerless, you know, or that you're going to be stuck forever in that difficult situation. Whatever it is that's going on, you can take steps to protect yourself from the damaging effects of stress, to improve the work satisfaction, to boost your overall well-being. I think I've said before, stress is a huge contributor to people needing time off work. The recent survey suggests that over 10 million people in the UK are taking time off due to stress and stress-related illness. 
Mental health issues, including stress and anxiety, are the reason for one in five visits to a GP. If you look at um, NHS definitions, then they say that stress is the feeling of being under too much mental or emotional pressure. That's a nice, simple phrase, isn't it? You know, but the people that I see regularly come to me for coaching and other help because they don't want to go to the GP or they're even struggling to ask for help in other places as well. And they definitely don't want to take time off. And often it's, um, you know, a credit to their kind of tenacity and their dedication but we need to make sure that you can manage to uh, maintain the level of work that you need to do without it being detrimental to your health. So what can we do about it in a workplace environment? Well, you can raise awareness, as I've said, because recognising the things that cause stress or pressure will help you to be able to identify sometimes the cause because you'll see that pressure rising, you'll see the stress levels rising. So whether it's for you personally or whether it's in, you know, in the workforce, in in your team, then you need to be able to identify it. It might feel like, you know, it's kind of the whole thing. It's the entire job, but it probably isn't. And I know it sounds like having trying to identify is just adding another thing on your to-do list and I really don't advocate that at all. But this is one thing that will pay off. You know, once you know what are the causes, then you can have those conversations. You can begin to look at what's going on. You may be able to talk to your staff or talk to your boss. And then you or them can make some changes that are going to be able to help you. And then you can learn about tools and different strategies because what works for one person is not going to work for another. Similarly, what stresses one person is not going to stress another. So it may be that some of those strategies are about dividing up different bits of work to different people. Sometimes some of the tools that you need are um, about a simple breathing technique. Perhaps just learning how to relax your body when all that tension gets stored in your neck or your shoulders or your jaw. Maybe it is about taking a walk out at lunchtime when you go to grab a sandwich, but you take a walk out, you, you you don't take your phone with you or you don't answer it and you give yourself that space of 10, 15... It is 20 to 30 minutes is the optimum level. But you know what? If you start at 10, you're starting somewhere. Having a really simple breathing technique where you breathe deep, deep down into your belly is proven to be really, really effective. It's not just me giving this flippant kind of phrase because I do know how a bit trite that sounds when I say, you know, just breathe. Well, we're breathing anyway, aren't we? But... You know, learning one that works for you. If you need one, get in touch with me. I guide you through one. I have one that are several, but we'll find one that works for you. Because everyone is different, like I said. And then you can catch that stress before it gets out of hand. You can get yourself back on track to performing at your best. You know, prioritising your to-do list is going to be really effective for you. And it is something that I talk to people about a lot. If you score that importance between one and 10, you can have one as the prior, as the biggest priority or 10. It doesn't really matter to me. Just score it and then look at what you really need to do 
and then what's nice to do and what can be left or maybe ask somebody else to do it. What's on that list that, you know, only you care about that kind of nobody else does because then maybe it doesn't need doing. Sort out that importance and see what you can leave or what you can delegate. Now, the other really key factor in all of this when you're prioritising is to tackle the highest priority or the most difficult or the most important task first. Think of it about as if your brain is like... um. A rechargeable battery you know when you've got the most energy and the most attention then that's what you need to do first in your day and that often will mean that you leave emails and things like that till later in your day but you can you can absorb information you can get the biggest and the most difficult stuff done and then everything else can seem easier you know and your brain is as in full working order then not when it's sort of like you know, just running on half power because you've already sat and gone through your emails or you've, you know, you've cleared out um, the other smaller jobs that you needed to do. Because I often hear other people say, yeah, do all the little bits first and then do the big bit. Well, by then you might be shattered. These are some of the key things that I talk to people about when I do my lunch and learn sessions in the workplace that we look at what it is that provides... Um, the most important factors so that you and your workforce can then really learn exactly what it is that you can identify what stresses themselves you know and that creates a more inclusive employee environment you can understand how to support and manage stress in your business or in your workplace and that reduces amount of time off our absenteeism you can learn about the most effective tools. And because they're all very interactive sessions, you know, we discuss things and that increases um, resilience and improves performance. But, you know, one of the other key factors that is really, really important and everybody groans when I say this, so do bear with me, you know, is to disconnect from social media. Okay, And I know it's not all the time, it's hugely important and it's very effective. You know, when obviously when I'm recording a podcast, I put my Do Not Disturb on. So I'd switch off all the notifications so there's no distractions, otherwise I'd lose my train of thought. Um, You know, if the phone rang in the middle, it'd be just a bit awkward and um, I'd have to then go and edit things so then the things are taking me longer, do you understand, with all the distractions. So when you disconnect for a while, even when it's to do that important job or when it's to take that walk for that sandwich, you know, if leave your phone downstairs at night, um, switch off notifications. Sometimes I do say to people, you might need to get a separate phone for your work so you can switch it off at the weekends and during family time and come away from it completely. Especially if you're one of those people that think that you have to answer everything straight away because that's going to stress you out. So think about that because it might be really important. And the other thing, of course, is to have a really supportive network. You might have, you know, a colleague, a friend. You might have like a business buddy. It might be a manager or a co-worker that you can talk to. You know, I had a really horrific boss in one of the places that I worked in. He was appalling absolutely awful 
Um, some of the things that he did, some of the things that he said, I'm just not even going to repeat, but he was horrendous. And we, in my managing that team, you know, we had that support, that offload, that moaning, that sharing, which meant we were able to cope so much better. I am also quite sarcastic. Um, and I um, I have, I have, I think, I don't know if I should share this, you might get a bit concerned, call the people in white coats, but I have um, a, quite a quite a vivid imagination and, and a lot of sarcasm goes into that. And, you know, I would, um, there'd be some of the things that he'd ring in from, you know, from his car and, and tell us to do. And I'd have my imagination would go off on one when it was usually really horrendous um, things that he was asking and really demanding and speeches in terrible ways and, you know, expect us to stay there 28 hours a day and things like that um but finding the humor in those situations can be really really helpful and I used to do that a lot really and um, used to end up just cracking up at some of the things that used to go through my mind um you know we used to have um want everything finalized to an nth degree of his itinerary and who was going to be stood where and what the briefing was and um who was going to greet him and having all the information on that and you know he super arranged everybody in every fine detail and i once took his itinerary and then added in loads of really really sarcastic bits and pieces you know, like I had somebody um, driving him up the steps of the building and uh, driving through the doors of this building, you know, so that they parked in the foyer. Um, it was all totally ridiculous. But, you know, my sort of really sarcastic mind was how I was coping with this high pressure event that this guy um, was, that we were arranging for this guy. And, um, you know, I, then I shared this with the team because everybody was getting super stressed about it. And then we all just kind of cracked up laughing. And then when he was adding more and more uh, pressure and wanting more finite details and more information on everything everybody else and including me we could have managed to smile about it because in our minds we had this super extended itinerary that I'd provided for him um, that we never showed him I should have kept it it'd have been so much fun um, but you know that type of teamwork and support we still see each other out of that crowd not him but we still see each other and and that can be incredible but one of the things you see the reason that I'm saying this for you is when I when I work with the business leaders one of the key things is that they say it feels really lonely when they're the boss and in charge and they don't have people to talk to and that's whether it's people in the in leadership of business you know like the directors and CEOs and things or whether it's people in their own business where they've a lot of people that I work with have you know a staff of say 8 10 12 15 so it might not be the massive national businesses that I work with it might be some of the smaller businesses but it still feels lonely for them some of the entrepreneurs that I work with, it still feels lonely for them as well because they don't have the staff and they don't have the team and they don't have that camaraderie. And I do have some people that ring me up and say, oh my God, I'm struggling today. I'm just going you know, to talk me through it. So that support network is so important. And it, it's not about dismissing the amount of pressure that you're in in your job, but you know, it's just about finding ways to get through it and doing it in that collective way. You know, interestingly, this is why um, people coped with the war, because they were doing it collectively. It didn't mean that it was easy. It's just that they knew that they were on their own in doing that. So I hope that kind of aspect of it helps. And I hope I didn't waffle too much about that old boss. 
So, you know, when we talk to people and we're kind of listening, that person feels heard and understood, you know, and um, it can just be that opportunity to be able to say to them that you understand how it feels. Not that you're trying to fix it. That's quite important. Don't try and fix things for people. Just to let them know that you've been listening. And then the other thing really is to be realistic. Be realistic about what it is that you are able to do in the timeframes that you've got. If you have to give deadlines or make commitments, be realistic about what it is that you can achieve. This is something I talk to clients a lot about and to talk to people in the workshops that I do. It's about creating, I talk about creating that buffer between what you think you can do uninterrupted and without emergencies dropping in and things and then what you can do if like emergencies hit. You know, in starting my business, I was always getting phone calls from the school. So when I said to clients, you know, right, I'll provide that for you by then, or yes, I'll send you, you know, a follow-up email by such and such, there was always a bit of a buffer in there. And then you don't get frustrated or stressed or annoyed at yourself or at anybody else when you need more time than anticipated. And that's another big factor. I do stuff about time management as well, because, you know, often we do, things do take more time than we think. So I hope that those are going to be really helpful for you to be able to think about how you manage stress in your workplace. And if you find that you want some more help with this, then do get in touch with me. My details are in the show notes. As I said at the beginning, you can contact me through my website at www.emmalankton.com forward slash training if you want to look at the things that I do and come and deliver to groups in the workplace or forward slash contact if you want to just get in touch with me. If you're ready to take ownership of your future and begin to change those stress responses and those thought patterns then just book a call with me and we'll talk about whether my work is right for you. Otherwise I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on whatever platform that you listen to this on and then hit subscribe or join my newsletter so this can pop straight into your inbox when each week when it's published. And I hope you have a really stress-free week and I'll be back again in your earbuds in the next episode. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.